0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the John Barker Fitness Podcast. This episode, I'll be talking to Megan Anderson, who teaches how small decisions and changes can lead to big outcomes and sustainable results. She shares her experience of some tragic events in life and how she decided to turn to improving her health and well-being, which ultimately led her to where she is today. Welcome to the show, Megan Anderson.
1: for having me.
0: Yeah, of course. So... Let's go ahead and just get started with a little intro. If you want to go ahead and tell everyone a little bit about yourself, what you do, a little bit of background, just go ahead and kind of take that as an open-ended question.
1: Okay, sure. My name is Megan Anderson. I go by Megs. I am, by day, accounts payable, accounts receivable clerk, and office manager for a family-owned appliance company but by evening i am a personal trainer um i am national association of sports medicine when just nasm i'm certified i'm also specialized in women's fitness and in fitness nutrition as well i do you know accounts payable accounts receivable by day and then by night i train people on the side that's me in a nutshell i'm also a wife to a wonderful husband, and I am a mom to a little girl who turns three in October.
0: That's got to be incredible. So, a little three-year-old, huh? That's
1: <laughs> yes, yes. And she is she's an amazing, an amazing kid. Like I just I couldn't ask for a better kid.
0: Yeah, and and I've only recently got to know a little bit more about uh, being a parent. My wife and I are we have one. She's about almost 10 months now, so we're not quite up to, you know, three-year-old. I can imagine all of the adventures you guys have together.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Every day is something new. Every day she blows us away by just how much she knows and how much she's learned. Um, She's been in full-time daycare since 18 months. My mom watched her before then, but then she got shingles and so I told her, I was like, hey, I said, she hasn't had chickenpox yet. So let's go ahead and put her in full-time care. But she is at a Christian preschool, which they just have gone. It's the first place we ever went to. And it's been the best place. I didn't have to hop from place to place to place. And feeling that safety and security pretty much from day one it has just been a real big blessing and she's learned so much and advanced so much. So it's been it's been really fun to watch and see her grow.
0: That's really awesome. And and how long did you say she's been in been in that location?
1: She's been in preschool since eighteen months. So it's been a year and a half, pretty much I think, that she's been in preschool. And she walked in, I thought she was gonna have a meltdown. Nope, she walked in like a champ and just was like, bye mom. See you later. I was like, these are strangers. You don't know them. She didn't care. She's like, bye, Mom.
0: So, <laughs> well, I'm, I imagine she gets that from somewhere. Would, would that be you or your husband that she gets that more from?
1: It's probably my husband. He is... As funny as it is, I'm a personal trainer, which makes me somewhat of a people person, but he is very much more outgoing than I am. I'm very much an introvert, which, again, is funny being a personal trainer and being an introvert at the same time, but he definitely has more of the outgoing personality and will just talk to anyone. It's where I'm more of a, yeah, let me see who you are first, so...
0: Yeah, I'm kind of the same way as you. I I'm I'm more of an introvert, which is kind of weird for being a, a podcast host. And I actually was pretty nervous to start this, but I, as I did the you know first and second one, and now now this one, it's it's really starting to become more of a I don't know. It, it, it's fun and it, it kind of like bring a personal trainer. Right, I would imagine that even though you can be somewhat of an introvert, it's pretty easy to get out there and talk about something you like and help people. You know, if that's what you're passionate about.
1: Exactly. It's a passion. With health and fitness, it became my passion project. And a lot of people have asked me, they're like, well, is this something that you're going to eventually quit your job and do full time? And always my answer is no. And they always ask me why you're so passionate about it. And I was like, well, it's because I don't have to depend on income from it for it to drive my passion. If I had to worry about it being an income and having to worry about that to pay the bills, I think that would put a lot less of the joy in doing what I do and a lot more pressure on it to where that would become my focus in do I need to drive sales? Do I need to, you know do all of these things to bring income when really the whole reason I got into this was just to help people.
0: right. If you, enjoy something enough, there's a point where if you're doing it just to be able to make ends meet or pay the bills, it kind of takes away from, from wanting to do that. Like I remember in college, I would hate studying for tests. I would hate, I mean, some of the subject matter was kind of fun, but I mean, I hate all that, but then now I actually want to go back and read my textbooks since I'm not preparing for a test.
1: No, I, I completely agree. I do that same thing with my, um, my book for my personal training, study I go to it all the time because I actually like to reread what I've already studied and I like to re like just learn everything that I had already learned because I want to keep it fresh in my brain because it's something that I'm passionate about
0: now do you also go through any other sort of learning like locations right so you have those textbooks but do you use any other resources to try to kind of keep yourself up to date or uh, you know fresh on the mind that, that kind of content
1: I do. I have some different resources that I use. One, his name's Alan Aragon. He puts on, he he does a lot of these studies, in-depth studies and science-backed studies on different fitness and nutrition things. And so I use his, um, he puts out these articles once a month and I just get all kinds of information and it was it's 10 dollars a month for me to subscribe to it but the wealth of information and knowing that it is scientifically backed and he has the resources showing where he's done all of this research has just been it's been really beneficial because everybody on the internet is a professional everybody has can can sit there and say oh well i know this and i know that but if I can see where the information is coming from and the science backed behind it, I'm a little bit more prone to read and trust that information rather than just go by what I found on Google.
0: Right. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff out there that's on Google, whether it's forums or blog posts that people really put their own twist on things, which that's actually I'm glad you mentioned that because that's one of the reasons why I started doing this is because I wanted to talk to people and learn more about their experiences, but then also hear them speak about certain philosophies that they have, or like certain, whether it's training or nutrition. There's just so many people out there who will say things and that doesn't have any backing behind it. So I really like the fact that you right. do that.
1: Right. And I mean, there are so many things out there that, I mean, when I first, I can say when I first really started looking at health and even my health, right out of high school, I worked for a, in Texas, a popular weight loss clinic, and they guaranteed weight loss results. I was there for probably a little over a year, two years, maybe two years. I found that the diet itself was great. They had a nutritionist that backed this diet, and the diet, for all intents of purposes, was great. But they were guaranteeing, and I put that in air quotes, the client's weight loss based on if they took their supplements, if they took their, you know, different pills. And I had such a hard time with that because I honestly don't believe you should have to take all of these things to start to become healthy. I think a lot of it should just be what you eat as far as whole foods and, you know, moving your body. But I had, it was really pulling on my mind because I just felt like they were doing their clients a little bit of a disservice, and a lot of them would get really frustrated because supplements are expensive, and especially when you're going to a place that is a weight loss clinic and that's their business, it was really disheartening to see some of their customers just be so sad and some of their clients be so sad because they couldn't afford all of this other stuff. They were spending all this money on food, but they couldn't afford the other stuff. And they felt like they weren't going to make their goals. The inside working of it was you had to meet, I think it was $6,000 worth of sales a week. And I was just like, I don't agree with any of this. That skyrocketed me into my own, look, I don't have to take supplements. I don't have to drink these certain drinks or you know, take these certain shakes. I'm just going to focus on what I'm fueling my body with.
0: Yeah, that's really something that's kind of starting to be more prevalent now. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ask what company or or what group that was because there's there's so many out there and it's it well quite honestly it's not really relevant to the discussion. But the principles right. that they were sharing that it's like take this and this is gonna happen. It's there's a supplement line that actually comes to my mind. It's uh. Run Everything Labs. Dana Lynn Bailey and and Rob Bailey have that supplement line. And on their bottle, it straight up says, and I don't have the quote, but somebody's going to correct me. It basically says, our supplements aren't magic. You still have to put in the work. So they're very transparent (laughs) about their stuff being just supplemental, which that's where the word comes from, right? I, I have friends that don't they they kinda of bag on me for hey, you know, you don't need to take those supplements to, to have anything happen, right? But for me, I, I know that, right? But I take them because of certain things that I've read that and the studies that I've read that this is gonna do a certain thing, right? It's not gonna be a miracle. I wouldn't waste my money on that if I wasn't actually doing the work. So I think that's really cool that that's something that you kinda of drew away from from that experience.
1: Right. And I use there there are certain supplements that I have used in the past, things that have enhanced my workout, whether it be a pre-workout or a protein shake, because I need to get a little extra protein into my body and I'm not getting it through whole foods necessarily. But again, it's a supplement. It's not, I'm not only taking pills and drinking weight loss shakes and you know, there's just so many out there. There's so many diet fads out there that are pushing that. And it's just, it becomes, where I see all the time in mom groups that I'm a part of where people are like, okay, well, what do I need to drink to just lose 10 pounds in, you know, five days? And I'm like, that's not how this is supposed to work. Your body isn't supposed to do that. It's just a crazy way that culture has started to really push on people. And social media hasn't necessarily been a friend to those who are wanting to lose weight and, and get healthy um, with the comparison of, you know, everybody's altered selfies and altered pictures. And we've just come into a time where getting back to just being healthy and having a healthy mindset and everything that encompasses health is just harder and harder to do.
0: Right. And in Instagram and, and social media, you're right. They, they don't really do a you know a world of good for a lot of people there are, there are some right like i've got your account pulled up here because i like to do that with my guests i just i have that way i can kind of see face to face it's not like i'm just talking to a computer screen <laughs> but it's like you're i don't see anything on there that's saying oh well you know this is how i look because i did this it's i mean you're you're showing the work and by default you're showing here's right you have a very good way of presenting it whereas some people, they just put whether it's an edited picture or things like that. But then you get the other end of the spectrum that are kind of more in lines with the honesty that you're portraying is they'll actually show a side-by-side picture of themselves edited and unedited so that people can actually see what the real-life version looks like of you know all those edited pictures that are up.
1: Yeah, and and I've seen that trend a lot, which I like it. I just haven't done it myself. And I love those people who are really honest and who are just like, look, it's not a cakewalk. It's not easy. We didn't get this way overnight. So we cannot expect to get the results overnight either.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's, yeah, it's not going to happen overnight. It's got to take those healthy habits, but I, you know, this is actually going to segue very well into something we'll talk about, but I want to kind of look at how uh, your experience was when you were working with a trainer and what kind of brought you to want to be one yourself
1: yeah so one of my best friends her name is Megan as well we grew up together and she battled some pretty significant weight issues pretty much all her young adult life and then she and her husband had to move away and she became a personal trainer and I had lost touch with her and all of a sudden I saw a picture of her and I was like whoa what happened to you? You look fantastic, not that you didn't before, but you look phenomenal. You know, what have you done? And she said, "I'm actually a personal trainer, and I work out and I eat really healthy. And she had become a vegetarian, but by no means does vegetarian necessarily mean healthy for some people, But she just really focused on being healthy and and I told her I was like, well, hey, I said you know. I really am looking to get back to being healthy myself. What do you charge? And she told me, and I was like, hey, you know, this is an investment in myself. So I started with her, and it was just amazing. Like, it was just a really good feeling. And now, now let me tell you, she's an online trainer, and that that's kind of where – My realm of training is now is online. I do train a couple of clients one on one, but my my business is online. I'll get back to that in a second. But she I worked out with her for, I mean, months on months, probably a good year. And she would send me workouts and I would send her check ins and we would just bounce back and forth. And she, she told me one day, she goes, you know, she goes, you would just really be awesome as a trainer. And I told her, nah, it's not for me. It's not for me. I couldn't do it. I had a lot of self-doubt for a really long time. And she goes, no, I really think that you would be awesome at it. I had some issues happen with my health and I had, um, we had talked about, I, I lost a couple of pregnancies and I just, I, I got right back on the wagon with health and fitness after my second loss and i just had picked myself up by the bootstraps and i said you know what i'm gonna continue to be healthy i'm going to work as hard as i can just to be the healthiest version of me without not without going overboard then i became pregnant it was a viable pregnancy and i told her (laughs) which is crazy again after my daughter was three months old. I told her, you know what? I'm going to do it. And I signed up for the personal study, took my exam a few months later and became a personal trainer.
0: Wow. That's incredible. And, and yeah, I do remember we talked a little bit earlier about the pregnancy difficulties that you had had. How long did you say it was that you had been trying before you finally were able to um, have a successful pregnancy that made it to term?
1: 10 years. It was a wow. 10 year journey. So about six years into our marriage, we got pregnant, and then about seven weeks later, and it's really crazy because both of my losses happened pretty much exactly the same day each time, and I had gone in, saw a heartbeat, was so happy, and it was like, the doctor says it was almost like I left that day, and it was my, my pregnancy ended. And so it was like I saw and heard the heartbeat and then it stopped. And it happened the same the same time, both pregnancies. The first one was really devastating and really hard and uh, because I just did not expect it. And then there was also some really rough um, instances in the hospital when the loss actually occurred. And so there was just a lot of emotional trauma that happened with that with any loss there's emotional trauma there was just some some physical trauma that happened as well at the hospital that my doctor was upset about and there was a whole lot going on and then within 12 months we got pregnant again and I had another miscarriage and that one I hate to say it was easier because it still wasn't easy but it was one of those things where i said you know what i have gotten pregnant twice and someone never even get that opportunity so i have to be grateful that i was at least able to become pregnant without medication without needles without hormones without all of that stuff i was able to get pregnant twice so there is hope that it will happen again i said you know what I'm just going to get as healthy as possible. I followed a program off of bodybuilding.com at that time and got in the best shape of my life and um, stayed there until I found out, which was very shocking that I was pregnant with my daughter.
0: That's really incredible. I have never been through anything like that. Well, you know, myself or a close relative, right? Because I wouldn't specifically have that happen, but it just is so amazing how Not only did you get through it the first time and the second time, granted, there's probably mountains of uh, feelings and emotions and transformations that have happened within that time that, you know, only someone that has been through that can understand. But it, it kind of makes me think that if it took 10 years for that to happen, that's such an incredible amount of time and you persevered through that. It kind of astonishes me that some people try to find shortcuts for fitness. Like, (laughs) I know that it's not the same thing, but they want to take a pill and lose weight or something like that. And it just goes to show how I feel like your perspective on life because of what you've been through really makes you have a valuable perspective in um, relating to others and training others in, well, not just fitness really, but with, in life too, just because of your experience.
1: Thank you. I try. <laughs> um, I try. To, I'm, I'm very empathetic. I'm an empath by nature, sometimes to a fault. Before I had Megan as my trainer, I would go to some gyms and I had some pretty not so great trainers myself. And that also kind of shaped my idea of who I wanted to be as a trainer to other people because I knew how bad that I was being treated as someone who was trying to lose weight and really wanted to be there. And I saw how badly I wanted it, but also how badly I was being treated at the gym. And so it really just made me focus on how I wanted to be to somebody else. And this is not to say that all trainers at the gym are that way. Just the few experiences that I had just completely shaped what I wanted to do as far as me being a personal trainer and helping people.
0: No, I like the fact that you pointed out that not all trainers are like that, right? There's not like a stereotypical, I guess, stereotype that spans across everyone that there's certain ones that do kind of live by that same philosophy, whereas others might not. So I think it's really relevant to say that people who are looking for a personal trainer should really kind of be aware of that, right? Because You could have one person that, you know, works very well with the individual and has their interest at heart or another one that just simply wants to give them a reason to come back just so that they can continue selling sessions. I think that that perspective is uh, something that people have to kind of look out for because not everyone's bad, but there's also not, you know, 100% of the people that are good either. So I think there's kind of an awareness to be had there.
1: Right. And in, in corporate gyms, a lot of times, unfortunately, they are pushed to sell a lot. And so that that can be hard for a trainer, too, because if that's their job, again, it can kind of pull back from their wanting to help people, their passion for helping people and put more of a I got to get money. I got to make a commission. And again, not every trainer is like that. But for those who are looking for a personal trainer, I can tell you this. Don't be afraid to break up with your trainer. If it's not a good fit and it's not working, find somebody else. Move on to the next one. Don't give up on your fitness journey just because one person may not be the right fit for you.
0: Right. And I think that also kind of goes to say not just the trainer, right, but also the program. If you write something up yourself or if you've got a certain thing that you want to try, like whether it's keto or a Vegan or being a vegetarian for reasons other than ethical ones, right? Because there's always that um, that option too. But if you're just wanting to try something just because you want to see how it impacts your health, by all means, if it doesn't work, then stop. Like <laughs> I think it's a very valid point.
1: <laughs> yes, I mean, if you're going to the gym every day and you're feeling like you walk out of there a million pounds heavier from soreness or whatever, and that's just not what you want to do, by all means find something else. Find, you know, Not saying that you're not going to have to put in hard work, but if you're feeling like you're getting raked over the coals every single time by your trainer and it's not an enjoying thing for you, then maybe it's time to move on. <laughs> maybe it's time to find something else that'll better suit you.
0: And I think that ties in really well with being able to just kind of let things go that you don't you know, don't make you feel happy or they don't have, they don't show results for you. Going into the, this next kind of topic, what would you say about balance in life, right? I think we talked a little bit earlier about, uh, balancing life, family, fitness, and everything. Sometimes you have to say no to certain things that don't work, right? But how do you focus on the things, all the things that you want to say yes to that do bring you happiness?
1: Yeah, that's been, it's not easy and every day is new, (laughs) I, as I said, I'm, I'm a full-time working mom and I also have my side business. Now, luckily I have, my husband puts in a lot of effort too. He is a great dad. He is hands-on 100%. There's not a single thing that happens that he won't get in and, and take care of alongside with me. So it's definitely a partnership. Um, but as far as it, I'm a scheduler. So I like to have my day, like, planned out as far as scheduling goes. And I also like to do the least enjoyable thing first, get that out of the way, (laughs) and then I can focus on other things throughout the day. Now, as far as, like, balancing it all, what my typical schedule looks like Monday through Friday is I'm up and out the door by (laughs) 545. And that's including my daughter, because she goes to preschool starting at 6. And I have an hour commute to work. And then I work from 7 to 4. And then I have an hour commute home. And depending on what day it is, I, I normally will pick up my daughter from school, bring her home, do dinner, read some books. My husband will, will take over bedtime, normally, if I have a client. And if I don't have a client, I am there for bedtime, bath time, all of that stuff, too. And then on the weekends, I generally try to keep open. I did ask my husband when I became a trainer. I was like, okay, so if I train clients because I train out of my home, I have a a garage gym. And I told him, I said, if I train clients at home, I don't want you to feel like I'm not being there for our family So let's have, you know, an honest communication about it, because I don't want you to feel like I'm not there or I'm being absent. And he said, if you can leave Friday, Saturday and Sunday open for family, the rest of the days we can handle. We'll get through it. We'll make it work. Friday, Saturday and Sunday, all theirs.
0: That's really awesome. So you you really set aside that time because the the week might be hectic, but as long as you have those two or three days for the weekend, then it kind of sounds like. It works out, and I'll I actually really want to—I don't know what the word is—say kudos or something. But the way you described your communication, I think that's incredible. I think that more people, just in general, whether it's in relationships or outside relationships, should have that communication because when you're when you're that clear with what expectations are, then you can really schedule things and be more efficient and I well I could go on forever about it but I just really like the way that you you said that that was really cool
1: thanks yeah we were a partnership and so we've and and our marriage has not always been easy we've been through some really tough times but what's always gotten us through is that we can communicate and if there's times where we get heated we will walk away take some time both Let's Just take some time to reflect and then come back and say, okay, let's talk about this smartly. Let's talk about this. You know, we're a team. So how can we both work on this and both see our flaws or see what's going on? And how can we both, you know, work to be a better team? So to be honest, he's he's a lot of help in that department.
0: So that's awesome. It's good to have somebody that supports you. I just to kind of share too for my end is I schedule these calls, you know, once or twice a week. And right now my wife's giving dinner to our daughter. And, you know, when I'm done, I'll go and help clean up and, you know, help with bath time if that's needed. So it kind of seems like there's a lot of similarities there that you guys operate as a pretty, pretty good team. And I just, I don't know, that's why it caught my eye because we're, we're kind of improving on that and trying to be better at it, but it's, it works the best. And I don't think there's, there's ever been a happier time except for when we are, you know, cooperating as a team?
1: Yes. When expectations are not verbalized and not communicated, then that other person doesn't know what you're expecting. And that other person is held to a standard of expecting this to get done. And when you fall through or you don't follow through on their expectations or what you need to get done and you didn't know about it, that's unfair. And so I tried really hard not place expectations and just be like, look, let's have an open conversation. What do you need from me? What do I need from you? And let's, you know, let's try to meet each other's needs as best we can. And that's worked really well for us.
0: That's really cool. And I just while you're saying that, I just kind of pictured someone talking to themselves like, as if they're kind of coming to an agreement with themselves so i i kind of want to tie that back in because it's a really cool connection i think that we can make here is when you're talking to yourself right about well i'm going to achieve this goal or i'm going to do this it would you kind of think that it's reasonable to say that we should kind of follow the same pattern of you know being honest with ourselves in terms of expectations what's realistic what things we can accomplish and really how another trainer or even another friend could help us reach those. Is that kind of a, a same concept we could tie in?
1: Absolutely. Because a, and a lot of it just goes into overall encompassing health for yourself and talking to yourself saying, okay, these are goals that I have. For me, I consider myself an everyday person trainer. I don't have any specific thing that I am trying to get my my clients to accomplish like if they're competing I I don't have any of those clients I would say that would be out of my realm of practice I would probably try to recommend someone else to be their trainer as I just try to help the everyday person and also give them re- realistic expectations and I've done that for myself too because becoming a mom was as much as it was amazing I had a really difficult delivery and it was a really long time before I could be physically active again, I'm gonna get back there. I just need to take this time. I need to let my body heal. I need to be realistic about this and allow myself the time to heal so that I can be stronger. I can get myself back to being active because so many times moms just think they need to have their baby and they need to be back in the gym in you know two days and that's just not realistic.
0: Yeah, I I don't think that that that's realistic at all. Just like you said, I remember when when our daughter was born that my wife had wanted to kind of get up but and just go right back into fitness. But she also realized that there's an importance of you know being with your child for you know a, you know this first segment of time, right? And then kind of working back into it because the gym's gonna be there when you get back, right? It's it's the the moments that we have to know that the gym isn't the most important. While health is really important, it's just Something that's going to be there when we get back, right? So having to take care of yourself first, whether that's mentally or physically, uh, I think that's kind of important overall uh, to be able to make everything better.
1: Absolutely. And again, mentally talking to yourself, just being nice to ourselves. I try to think of it this way. I try to think of, would I want to... Speak the way that I'm speaking to myself, would I want to speak to my daughter that way or would I want her to speak to herself that way? And that's been a really big thing with my transformation of myself um, since having my daughter. I'm very careful about the things I say, even though she's, you know, almost three. I'm very careful about everything I say around her. I don't, I try really hard not to speak negatively about myself. And We all have those things that we want to improve in ourselves, but I try really hard to not let her see that I'm putting myself down or think negatively about myself. I just try to think, what would I want her to say to herself if she was in my situation? To try to tie it back and say, okay, you're strong. You are strong. Sure, you want to be stronger, but you're strong. So be nice to yourself. You know, you, you have... An amazing personality. You have an amazing smile, and you are really strong. Sure, there's are some areas you want to fix, but you'll get there. It's not, it's not going to happen overnight, but you'll get there. It's, it'll happen.
0: That's really cool, and that's actually advice that I'm going to be taking very much to heart as I continue to raise <laughs> my daughter with with my wife, because that's that's something that I feel like is just generally good. Is that power of positivity and optimism? It just, it, it just grows you as a person a lot and it helps everybody else around you as well and it makes things easier honestly like I don't think that if you if you didn't have the level of positivity that you had when you were going through the challenges that you went through with your earlier pregnancies I don't think that you would have been able to develop as a person as much as you had
1: well thank you everybody who has that journey who has to go through that everyone has their own journey and in grieving process and in healing. And the more positive you can be, the better. Sometimes it's not easy. There were days when it was really hard for me to even get out of bed, but I focused on my faith and I focused on, look, I'm not meant, this life isn't meant to be unhappy. So I can let what has happened define me and make me a wreck and a miserable human being. And nobody's gonna wanna be around me or let it refine me and it really take this opportunity to let it improve who i am as a person and improve my outlook on life
0: i'm really glad that you brought that up because i had actually forgot that we spoke about that earlier about not letting something define you rather letting it refine you and i think there's a key difference there just like in any choice that we make if we don't wake up to go to the gym in the morning or if we happen to miss a workout or eat something that isn't directly going to help us i don't think that those are choices that we need to get down on ourselves with it's you know letting them refine us and say look i've, I've done this i've learned from it and now i'm going to use that as um, energy or power to be able to launch me into the next step of you know that progress
1: And a lot of that I use towards, you know, health and food, too, because like you said, you know, oh, well, I ate this or, or, oh, I really, you know, I blew it. I had a piece of cake. I did this. And I tell my clients all the time, first of all, I'm not a nutritionist and I won't write exactly what you need to eat. I'll tell you, eat whole foods, eat lean protein. You know, I I can do your macros for you. I won't tell you what to eat, but I also am not going to tell you to restrict yourself. If you, if your daughter's having a birthday party and she wants you to have a bite of her cupcake with her, eat that bite of cupcake or have a piece of pie or, you know, it's Thanksgiving. Don't count your calories on Thanksgiving day. Have a good time. Enjoy your family. You know, just, I don't even want to say be mindful, but because it's, it's a special occasion. My whole philosophy on that is just life was meant to be enjoyed. Be smart. Be smart live the 80-20 rule, be, you know, health conscious 80% of the time and 20% of the time, let loose, have fun, enjoy good food.
0: Yeah, I, com- I completely agree with that. It's funny you bring up Thanksgiving. I don't remember the result of it, but I think one year I had measured everything and calculated exactly, but not to re- not to like limit myself, right? I think it was some large amount like eight or 9,000 calories in like one meal. And it was just, it was ridiculous, <laughs> but I didn't do it to restrict myself. Right. It's, it's one day a year and doing that isn't going to destroy what you're working on. So I think you're right. You know, if you want to have the slice of cake or the cupcake, do that. Just don't eat one for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day, and you're going to be fine.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And sometimes it's hard to get people past that mental break they they've become so consumed with the mental of eating. And I just, when people come to me, I'm like, look, I want you to be happy. And I want you to start making little changes. And that way you can, you know, start becoming happy. Because most of the time when people start to see a trainer, most of the time that I've, I've worked with people they're unhappy with their weight, they're unhappy with the way they look, they're not happy with their strength. And so I'm just like, my main goal is to help you learn to be happy. And so let's not focus so much restriction, but let's focus good healthy habits that we can incorporate.
0: Yeah, I think it's the those small steps, those small changes that build up over time, similar to investing, which I really don't know much about. So I can't speak to you, other than the fact that those little small contributions over time are going to have the biggest payoff and it's going to be sustainable. So I guess I would ask what, if you could leave one message to the audience, right, to the fitness world or whether it's fitness related or just life in general, what kind of piece of advice or what message would you want to share?
1: Nothing is that big of a deal. <laughs> I mean, there are some things that are, are, are great big deals, Um, but I think when it comes to living a healthy, balanced lifestyle, the choices we make, little little small choices towards our health and fitness add up over time, just kind of like what you were saying with investing. When it comes to everything that we consume our minds with and focus our minds on, a lot of them are not that big of a deal. So if we can just get up and move a little bit more and choose to eat a little bit healthier, overall, our health is going to improve. I mean, that's what I would say is just taking one day at a time and living life one step at a time instead of trying to be so restrictive is going to be best for you in the long run.
0: Yeah, I I think that's a very well put statement that it's, really going to make the biggest difference, right? Those small changes are going to build big habits and not everything is, is a big deal. I, I think that you hit the nail right on the head. So we're going to come to a close, kind of wrap things up a little bit.
1: Um, I, I didn't tell, I guess I didn't tell everybody what my company name is. I probably should have. My company's name is Life Stride Fitness. And I I came up with that name because I help people meet Them in their current stride of life, because no two strides of life are the same. So I personally don't feel like anybody's fitness should be like anybody else's either. I think it should be just just as unique as the person coming to you for training.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I like how you you put that name together. I, I thought it was very meaningful, rather than trying to kind of put somebody in a place where they you know, you think they should be, or they think they should be, you kind of, you meet them where they're at and say, look, here's, here's where you are just being honest. And this is what we need to do to keep you going. So I'll, I'll put that in the show notes. I'll, I'll go ahead and put your Instagram handle there. Uh, you, you also have a website too with that, right?
1: I do. It's www.lifestridefitnesstraining.com. It's kind of long, but it's, it's the whole name of my company.com. Um, And one other thing is, I can say that most people who come to me for personal training, I start everyone off with balance and stability. A lot of people think they just need to go to the gym and start hitting every single machine or lifting as heavy as they can. So I really focus on starting them with balance and stability because it's amazing when you're trying to stand on one foot and you're not even doing anything, how much people don't realize they're not as stable as they think they are. If anybody wants any advice on where to start, I would say balance and stability, even though it sounds boring, it is gonna help you out in the long run if you just start there.
0: That's really, I'm really glad you said that. I'm gonna actually start implementing that more because I know we did talk about that with uh, being balanced and, um focusing on that balance and stability. So that's something I'll be implementing more as well, but I'll go ahead and put your website and the Instagram handle in the show notes as well. And then, yeah, we can follow up in a few weeks or a few months. We can kind of keep track on Instagram or wherever and we'll see how you're doing. And if anybody has questions, I mean, they can reach out to you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to take anybody's questions. And I often, if, if they want to go on Instagram, I try to put as much Free information out there as possible too. Um, I try to give as much value as I can to those who are looking for advice, because I mean we're all in this together. So, you know whatever I can do to help, I would love to.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you. Yeah, we are all in in this together, and I like that you put a lot of free stuff out there because really that's what brings a lot of value to people. So um, I appreciate your time on here, and thanks for coming on the show.
1: Absolutely. Have a good evening.
0: All right, you too. Thank you everyone for listening in. Check out the show notes for Megan's Instagram and website information. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. And lastly, please, please share this podcast with your friends and family. I hope to reach anyone possible and add value to their lives. Thanks again and tune in next week for another episode.